How would you like to speak to thousands of people in your pajamas without leaving your bedroom? Here's the thing. You need to be getting on podcasts yesterday. Why? Because podcasters are hot. Over 73 million Americans listen to podcasts and that number is growing every month. That's insane. Here's the problem. There are currently over half a million podcasts and finding the right ones is like finding a needle in a haystack. Podcast booking agencies charge thousands of dollars to book you on shows and they usually just spam podcasters like me. Hosts like myself get pitched all the time and we don't have time to research every potential guest. In fact, I turned down 95% of pitches. And this is why I created Podbooker. Podbooker.com is the first platform where guests can easily pitch hosts and hosts can find great guests. It's like a podcast dating site. Use our simple search algorithm to find the perfect hosts in seconds, increase your acceptance rates with our bio templates, video pitches, and powerful profile pages, easily communicate and follow up with hosts with a few clicks, keep a record of all the podcasts you've been featured on, learn how to become a rock star guest with our academy tutorials featuring award-winning podcast hosts, and much, much more. So what are you waiting for? Head over to podbooker.com. Welcome to the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast, where successful entrepreneurs get their brains picked so you can apply mindset tricks and game-changing tactics that will help you become unstoppable. Now, here's your host, Daniel Geffen. Hey, fellow brain pickers, and welcome to episode 140 of the Can I Pick Your Brain show. Today, I've got an incredible guest. His name is Arthur Karmazi, and he's ranked as one of the world's top 10 thought leaders in leadership and organizational culture. Now, he's on a mission to disrupt the education system. He's the co-founder of the Kingsley Leadership Academy, a high school cultivating the world's future leaders through his radical new education system. Arthur is the founder of the Directive Communication Psychology of Group Dynamics applied in global companies around the world. He's also the best-selling author of 11 books specializing in psychological approaches to leadership and corporate culture transformation. Today, we're going to talk about why the school system is broken and what we can do about it. Enjoy the show. Arthur, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Daniel. I am ready to go, man. You're ready to go. Where are you going? Well, I'm ready to go on the journey that you (laughs) take me on your show. Let's go. Let's go. And I'm really excited about, about this conversation because... It really struck a chord with me when you told me that uh, you're looking to fix the the school system because it's broken. Um, and I could tell you, and, and my audience may or may not know this, but I, I had a terrible, terrible experience in school. Um, I actually feel like I served a jail sentence uh, and I was released, uh, thankfully. Um, I had some really, really just terrible experiences. And and forget about the fact that I was hung by one of my teachers at one point. Um, No way. Yeah, yeah, literally. I I was, how old was I? I must have been about eight, probably about around eight years old. I mean, I was a bit of a troublemaker. Like, you know, I'd kind of, you know, talk out of term and I'd be a bit cheeky. But still, no justification. This guy was about six foot four. And he obviously looked taller than that to me because I was eight. But he, uh, he he picked me up and he took me out of the classroom 
and he hung me on one of the coat pegs up on the wall, like really high up. It must have been about, I don't know, I must have been up about, I don't know, close to six feet, and I was just left dangling there. Um, and he just kind of laughed. It's just like the movies. Yeah, literally. This is this actually happened to me. And he just stood there laughing at me. And then he went back into the class while I, I literally was kicking and screaming for a while until finally he took me back down again. Um, I also remember another teacher. So I was like play fighting with a friend of mine. We were like, you know, we, we were all probably watching Power Rangers or something like that, right? Or or WWF. Well, now it's WWE, but it was WWF at the time, World Wrestling Federation. And uh, we would, you know, I guess we would just play fighting like kids do, like boys do, right? Um, and this teacher took my head and his head and just smashed them together. Clonk, like boom. Wow. Like this is the kind of... So thankfully, uh, I also got the cane, you know, the, the, the stick on my knuckles. Um, my mother took me out of the school because obviously I, I came home a number of times telling her that I was being physically abused. And she took me out and, and thankfully I went to a different school. Um, but even forgetting about that, um, I was emotionally abused as a child in school, both by my peers and by the teachers. The teachers used to actually encourage my peers to, <laughs> to, it, it, to, to, to basically torment me. Um, anyway, I'm talking too much about myself here, but I kind of wanted to paint the picture of, of how much I really relate to what you're doing and your mission. Uh, I think it's so important. I think, you know, there's not enough people uh, that are that understand how broken the system is, and the thing is, is that I'm 34, so this is about you know 20 odd years ago, um, and it still hasn't evolved. That's what's crazy. That's what's driving me mad. Is it still hasn't? Everything else has evolved. This one area has not evolved. You're you're absolutely true. Although, um, you know, even e even when you have good teachers. Mm. Uh, and, and you know there there are a lot of really great teachers out there that really care unfortunately they're working within a system that doesn't really support kids who just don't do well on tests or kids that you know just don't do well with the structured spoon-fed system that is designed to basically tell you that whatever the teacher says is right and therefore you don't need to think you just have to memorize what the teacher says hmm. and the you know and even with you know when you get into some more modern education and they kind of get you to do your own research and stuff like this it's still up to the teacher's object perspective of what kind of grade you get and you know teachers regardless of how good they might try to be are, are still going to be biased and they're still going to be giving you content and information based on what they have learned and oftentimes it's unfortunate that they don't really continue to do research and are not necessarily relevant to today's day and or today to today's time they're the prison guards essentially they they're just told they, that's that's what has to happen guard the prisoners <laughs> give them give them the food right at this time and and you know they, i mean it's it's a system it's a system that that again like i said before hasn't really evolved and and, and what was your background that, like, yeah. Arthur? What was your well, school okay. experience? I, I was um, 
when 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 I was a kid, uh, I well, I, for that matter, I still have ADHD and dyslexia. Yep. And um, the teachers always used to compare me to the other students. And quite honestly, I just didn't compare. And so one day they called my parents and said, Mr. and Mrs. Carmaji, your son Arthur is special. Okay, <laughs> that's code word for stupid. Yeah. And so they said he needs to go to the special kids class. And so I went to the special kids class. <laughs> now, in this class, I, you know, I got to admit, this is Mrs. Kelly, and she was sweet. She was kind. She was nurturing. I mean, she really, you know, made me feel good, but she also made me feel like it was okay to be stupid mm -hmm. and it wasn't until eighth grade when they said oh before you can go to high school you have to have a algebra class i'm thinking oh my gosh algebra <laughs> you know i i can't do that that's math for smart kids right um but of course my first report card i got an f mm. okay i mean of course i'm a stupid kid and i knew i was a stupid kid and the entire school system and everybody in the system had more or less made me feel like well you know i wasn't going to amount to anything and so therefore it was nothing new hmm. um but something different happened here is mr back is also a very caring teacher um said you know sat down with me and he wrote down some uh some some stuff on the board uh, an algebra problem and he said Try to solve this. And of course, you know, I go and do what they tell you to do, which is show your work. He says, no, no, don't show your work. Just tell me what the answer is. And I said, okay, it's this. And he said, okay, that's right. Mm. Okay, fine. And he wrote another one. He said, okay, solve that. Okay, it's, yeah, that's right. So he says, Arthur, would you like extra credit? Yeah, of course. I want to go to high school. So um, he said, you have to volunteer. Every Friday, we're going to have, uh, we'll have a game. And if you volunteer, we're going to have this game. And if you can beat the other kids doing this exact same thing, then you'll get extra credit points. And I think you'll do good at it. <laughs> so Friday came along and I volunteered. And it turns out I'm very good at this game. <laughs> but here's the difference. I'm good at this game in front of a whole class of kids. And after about three weeks, some of these kids come up to me and say, hey, Arthur, can you help me with my homework? I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, these people think I'm smart. But it wasn't until after, you know, uh, uh, later when one girl named Lynn Pachowski, this beautiful eighth grade girl, comes up to me and says, uh, Arthur, can you help me with my homework? And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I learned to be smart. And, and, you know, here's the problem, though. Most kids don't have a Mr. Backus, Okay. They're basically conditioned to believe that they're not going to amount to anything because they don't get good grades or they're getting C's or mm -hmm. they'll never get into the right schools because they don't have the right grades or they can't take the test. And you know what? I mean, I, I have accomplished a lot in my life. And mm -hmm. if I would have believed that, you know, I wouldn't I, I, I wouldn't be here. I'd probably be, you know, working some dead end job and, and still probably in the same city that I grew up in. Just to give some context, and, uh, Arthur, so yeah, go ahead. just for the, for the sake of my audience as well, uh, can you give us a little bit of, of sort of what you've achieved since, just to give contrast to what uh, what they told you? I, you would okay, well, first of all, even though my spelling is still not really to too good, mm -hmm. I have written 11 books, uh, two what? of them bestsellers. What? I have um, created uh, the... Uh, 
um, uh, a methodology called directive communication psychology that's used by uh, organizations, uh, trainers, and consultants in 18 different countries. Wow. Um, I have actually taught and trained uh, at MBAs in some of the biggest universities around the world um, as a guest speaker, and I travel around the world, and I talk about my ideas, and people listen. That's incredible. And, and so, essentially, you're a, gifted, you're a gifted human being, but the school... Well, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm an ordinary human being that has a different way of learning and a different way of doing things, and I'm just ambitious, hmm. okay? But, but see, the thing is that there's a lot of kids who just, that, that, that idea, that potential, and, and, you know, this is why, you know, the, the, my latest project, the Kingsley Leadership Academy, okay, is such a, a, a very... Um, important thing with me and my, you know, because we're, we're making a difference for kids that maybe they don't do well in school, but they have so much more potential. And that's the goal of, of this is to bring that out. Mm. Before we get into what, what the school actually does, I'm very interested to find out, and I'm sure my listeners are as well, how you do things differently. Um, I kind of want to just say as well that I really relate to what you're saying about feeling dumb. Um, because in, in school, especially high school, um, I really, f I really believed I was dumb. Um, first of all, I was kept down a grade uh, because I didn't do well on my, on my scores and, and I never did well on tests. I was like, for me to get a C was like a an A. Right. To, for me to get a C was like a huge celebration. It's like, oh my God, I got a C, you know, incredible. Um, and and I really, I really believed that it was because I just wasn't smart. You know, I hated math. I hated history. I hated, you know, like the science. I just sat there and it, I was so bored out of my freaking mind that I just needed to, to, to let myself out. Like I needed to just, I felt like I was trapped. So I would mess around. I would jump on tables and I would create havoc because I... I felt like literally I felt like I was in, you know I was being strapped down and and my creativity was just being suffocated um, and now if you ask me if I think I'm smart I, 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 I do without without feeling like I'm sounding egotistical I can just be very honest and say that I do believe that I'm I'm smart um, I'm highly well, you've accomplished a lot, Daniel. Of course, you're smart. You know, I mean, people like you make the world a better place. Well, thank you. <laughs> but the thing is, and, and the thing is, it, it took me years of und undoing um, this mental block that I had this, uh, you know, the, the just getting myself this mindset change took me years after school, after leaving school, it has taken me years to change the mindset that I that I believed. I really believed I was dumb. I really believed I couldn't achieve. Um, and so, you know, when 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 I found out about what you're doing, Arthur, it was like, oh my goodness, me, this is this is gold. Like this is this is the future. So let's talk about that. How? What does the school do differently? How does it work? And and how is it different to the the school system we currently have? Right. Well, first of all, okay, grades are not the key uh, uh, elements for enrollment in the school. Okay, we do have a, a very specific um, 
criteria, but it's based on the potential for a person to actually be successful, not on how well they can do tests. So it, it deals with uh, ambition, it deals with uh, the how they see the world and if they see it as something that, uh, you know, they can affect or have the potential to affect. So, you know, when, when people have dreams, okay, they are more suited towards our school. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so that's the enrollment criteria to a major degree. Now, the, the thing is, though, that um, teachers in general are going to be biased. So if you have teachers teaching the kids, you're going to get a very lopsided point of view in many cases, not because of the teacher's fault. The teachers usually try to do their best. It's just that they're they're still based on their own version and half the time like you said i mean it's uh it's their their information is 10 20 years old and they're not really keeping up to date let me ask so, you a quick question arthur just because yeah. i i want to make sure my listeners also are following here so essentially you've created a unique type of school uh that does not uh, it does not belong to the school system. In other words, you, you don't have. Do you have to answer to like government or? Because I mean, the, I'm sure the way the school system works is that there's a body, right? And the body, the governing body, decides what happens, right? And of course, there's funding. And if you don't adhere to the rules and regulations and check all the boxes, then you don't get funded. And of course, then you close down. How do you manage to a stay away from? from that like detach yourself essentially and b why did you decide to start your own school rather than go into the existing school system and actually change it from within or is that just impossible well okay i mean first of all this is a private school so it is not attached to a government body um but it is igcse accredited which is the normal high school kind of thing and um the school is not mine alone i I mean uh you know the system is mine but um uh tantri berry go who is you know the actual founder of the school he's like this billionaire developer that creates cities and stuff and he also had problems like me and so when we met each other you know it was like uh, the 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 right direction because he wanted to make a difference i wanted to make a difference so this school has no teachers this sorry say that again this school has no teachers the school has no teachers now okay okay <laughs> here's the thing let, let me let me explain all right so first of all okay the the let, let's just kind of get a little bit of the structure so think harry potter and think the houses right although we have what we call hives and each hive has some teams of five kids now each of these kids essentially um have a structure that they need to follow and they need to adhere to in order to basically learn specific things in order but the thing is that they do their own research and they essentially have specific roles that they assign to each other in order to achieve them. Now, we do have coaches who have the uh, knowledge and the background and also have coaching experience, okay? So instead of these coaches 
teaching the kids the material, mm -hmm. the coaches help the kids to find and teach the other kids mm -hmm. in a more relevant and current fashion. Because, I mean, for example, I mean, if we're teaching somebody something, um, you know, we use examples that are not necessarily relevant to the kids. And also each of the houses has different interests. So you're going to get kids that have similar interests so that they at least have a common ground so that they can connect with each other. And it's an international school, right? So, you know, sometimes you get all these kids that are who are their English isn't all that great. Mm -hmm. And what ends up happening is that all of them kind of group together and they never learn English because they keep speaking their native language. Mm -hmm. So, of course, that doesn't work here because ours, our school, you know, can, creates wisdom teams where, you know, basically each person um, comes from different countries and they have to speak English because that's the common language. Mm -hmm. Where is it based? Now, Sorry for this school. Where is it based? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, right now, okay, the, the first one, there will be many. The first one is in Kuala Lumpur, okay, in Malaysia. Wow. And, That's an interesting um, location. It's a boarding school. Okay, but it, this, is the, this is essentially the gateway to Asia and the Middle East, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, the up-and-coming markets. And, um, you know, other elements of the school itself, the, the, um, the system is designed to create accountability. The, the kids themselves are responsible for certain curriculums. Now, you know how you do homework, right? Oh, In please don't remind me. <laughs> now I'm dealing, yeah. <laughs> I'm dealing with it. I'm actually dealing with it again because I have four children now. And uh, my, my, you know, my 10-year-old and my 8-year-old are coming back with homework. And they're like, Daddy, we got homework. I'm like, why do I have to suffer? Just because the school makes you <laughs> suffer, why do I got to suffer? I'm not doing homework. Forget that. You know, so I'm done with my homework, right? Oh. That's funny. I got I got a seven year old and a ten year old also, and uh, you know it's the same kind of thing. And 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 the and this is how I know the school system hasn't changed, even though they're going to private school. It's the same stuff. My son has the same problems as I used to, and you know the teachers just still don't get him. Mm. But anyway, so 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 homework doesn't exist in the in the whole normal homework way. Mm -hmm. All right. So let let's look at the purpose of homework. Purpose of homework is reinforced learning. Right. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing, okay, if I want to do math, um, you usually in the traditional system, you go and you go to a math class and then you do math homework, okay, then I go to science and maybe I do that or maybe I do English and then I do English homework and so on and it's all separated, right? Well, first of all, your brain doesn't work that way. If you, when your brain works better when you have multiple things connected um, towards some specific individual goal. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's kind of like droplets of water on a window. The, the, uh, you know, if you have all these different subjects and they're running down and as soon as they run together, you have a much bigger, more powerful droplet that can swallow up the other droplets. <laughs> and that's how the brain actually learns more because it connects things. And the more things that are connected, the easier it is to learn everything. So is it like so, when you learn a, a number of languages, it becomes easier when you're learning multiple languages? Well, okay. In um, with with language, for example, um, let, let, let's just say, for example, with language, it may uh, you know I don't know if, if for language to be quite honest, okay, because I, I haven't studied that part. But for example, the um, uh, when it comes to uh, mathematics, English, uh, science, um, maybe history, okay. So if you combine these into let's say, for example, a story, mm. then 
you are creating something that is where everything is kind of connected. Now, mathematics, I don't need a teacher to go to find mathematics. I mean, I can go to uh, Khan Academy. I can go to Wikipedia. I can, I mean, just, I can just ask Google literally um, how to do a quadratic equation. I can go to YouTube. I can, you know, find out. uh, The information's out there. Right. That's what's also fascinating. So it's all... uh, yeah, go ahead, sorry. No, I was going to say, that's also what's fascinating is that most of the things that they teach in school, you pretty much will never need in a sense because YouTube, calculators, you know, Google, I mean, information is in complete abundance and you've got it at your fingertips and you don't need to work things out. Like, you don't need to figure out what, you know, what to, you know, alg- whatever they, whatever they teach you, algebra, whatever it is, like... I've never used any of that stuff. So it, it still amazes me that they're teaching things that you're not going to n- need and you're not going to use in in today's day and age, right? Well, okay. Now, that, that you know, they're in, in some cases, it still develops parts of your brain. So, for example, okay. mathematics still develops logical thinking. It still mm-hmm. uh, it helps you with creating uh, better problem solving. So right. um, learning this stuff does at least develop a part of your brain. And, you know, in order to have that IGCSE accreditation, there are still certain basics that have to be done. Right. But instead of doing homework where, you know, eventually it just ends up getting in a box somewhere, getting thrown away, all of what we do is all of these subjects are essentially combined into a book. Okay. So, that means that the students would actually create a story around the learning, okay? So they would, you know, in combine English and they would combine um, history, uh, yeah. mathematics and history and social science and science and everything into a story or a instructional uh, book or whatever. And at the end of the school year, instead of having a whole bunch of homework, what uh, what they do is they have to, of course, edit and review their book, which means they're also reviewing all of the information and knowledge that they have also learned in the book. Plus, everything is connected. Plus, it's also connected through story. So retention is much better. And yeah. then they can publish it on Amazon for free using uh um, systems and like create space yeah that's genius so you're saying that these kids at the end of the school year are actually becoming authors of their own books published authors okay and you know you're looking at what i mean if if i'm 13 or 14 years old and you know i can tell hey dad um yeah here's my first book wow (laughs) that's amazing whoa Wow. You know, instead of, oh, here's all the homework I did and I don't remember it anymore because I already took my test. You know, that's incredible because if you if you were interviewing, you know, you know a number of people and let's say they were all, you know, just out of uh, college and, and one of them comes into the interview saying, yeah, I'm actually a, a published author of five books. You're like, what? <laughs> it's like he's like got a major advantage over anybody and- else walking into that office for an interview. Exactly. And and also even getting into the different universities, if you mm. want to. Right. Okay, but beyond that, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, you know, the uh, the like, for example, the podcast, okay, that you are doing right now that we're doing, okay, mm-hmm. this is the wave of the future. People want to learn stuff. And so each of the of the wisdom teams, they also have their own show every week, where oh, wow. uh, they will essentially teach the world. Okay. So, 
they are not only learning and and creating and also breaking existing models to create new ones hmm. but they are sharing their knowledge and how they learn and what they learn and everything with the world and of course the whole system the whole um school itself is gamified to you know have some little competitions here competitions between the hives competitions between the wisdom teams hmm. and um then of course we have the uh real company partners okay so the, the business in itself i mean there's so many problems that all these big companies have when they're hiring people they say they have to retrain them i mean i've traveled around the world i've, I've you know worked with fortune 500 companies um and they all have the same problem is that when they hire new people they're just they're just not ready to go into leadership and they just they're just lost while here we're helping kids in high school to have the potential to really get a following and and really be greater leaders not just for others but for themselves and so they help to solve company problems from these company partners and they compete to see which pro, uh, which sol uh, solution um is chosen and which one works and how it works and then getting feedback on this so we've got company partners all around the world who also are potential for giving the kids scholarships so essentially like you're really creating leaders uh, not just you know people who come out with degrees you're creating leaders um, does that mean that if somebody listening to this if their if they don't believe that their child is a a born leader if they don't have leadership skills um, this is not the right school for them well okay first of all um, if you you don't have to be a born leader mm -hmm. all right uh, okay. I have literally um, I for example one of my other accolades is I've been uh, ranked as one of the world's top 10 thought leaders in organizational culture and leadership mm. and you know um, when I was in the corporate world my leadership skills totally sucked <laughs> I mean totally sucked. I mean I was like I was probably one of the worst manager leader kind of people ever in the history of that kind of thing wow. okay but see the thing is that you know you learn from your mistakes and I you know all of the stuff that I came for that 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 all of the stuff that I developed with directive communication psychology colored brain all these different things came from failure because I failed, I learned, and because I learned, I was able to fix and create. Mm -hmm. And this is what we help the kids to do, is we help them to essentially fail and fix things in the process, okay? There is no consequence for failure other than the fact that you feel like, oh, no, I know I can do better, and there is a system to encourage them to consistently grow and be better in the process. Okay, mm -hmm. the system that is, that we have now. Okay, if you're a failure, you're a failure. You 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 don't get straight A's. You're obviously not going to get get into the right school. So might as well forget it. Unless you could throw a ball, <laughs> right? And, and, you know, and that's tragic because that's, you know, it's, um, it's, uh, there's, there's so many real geniuses, conceptual geniuses out there that are just never given a chance. 
Yeah, no, it's so and, true. And, and for example, like you said, if, if people think their son or daughter is not a born leader, it doesn't matter. Okay, the question is, I mean, if they meet the criteria, if they because we have a test, no, well, not a test, we have a, a questionnaire mm-hmm. that we review. Every questionnaire is manually reviewed, and these questionnaires, I determine whether they would be a good fit or not. So what is a good fit? Like, what do you look for in a child uh, in order to get to say, oh, okay, this is a perfect type of child for, for our school? Um, we look for dreamers. And dreamers that not don't, I mean, it's, you know, there's people that say, oh, you know, I, I want to make a million dollars. And then there's people that say, you know what, I'll bet you if I could probably genetically re-engineer salmon to be bigger, that I could probably make a lot of money. <laughs> okay. It doesn't matter how, and, and that's what, that's, that's actually something from my 10 year old. Okay. So oh, really your 10 year old wants to make bigger salmon to make more money. That's interesting. Yeah. Genetically engineer them specifically. Genetically <laughs> engineer. Well, let me tell you, if I ever come over, I'm not eating salmon by you. Cause I don't know what he's been doing with it. <laughs> <laughs> But, but see, I mean, these are the things that, you know, it's not just a, it's not just some big dream. It is a plan, even if the plan's not realistic. Okay. That's not the point. Okay. The point is that they at least are thinking through some kind of a plan and they have ideas. And then, see, I mean, you know, there are people who are structured. There are, you know, again, if you uh, have followed any of my work, one, uh, we've done a lot of work on brain genetics, okay, and uh, how the brain gets clarity, the brain's ambiguity relief process, mm-hmm. okay. And, I mean, all of this stuff is incorporated into the school system. We know um, that there are different genetic processes that kids are going to use in order to learn. And we take advantage of that by mixing and matching um, with the other kids so that they can really learn to get along with other processes and synergize with other processes. Because, you know, when you get into real life, I mean, you know, you get into relationships, you get into work, you get into friendships and stuff. And sometimes you have these conflicts that come up when they don't need to come up. So, you know, all the kids here are developed to really be able to understand and synergize with people who are different than they are and leverage on those differences to create awesomeness. Is the school currently open for admission? It is open for admission. Um, The, uh, well, I mean, if you pass the test and there is an interview that you have to pass as well. So every student is interviewed before we, um, before we accept the students. Mm-hmm. And um, do you ever get pushback from either the child or the parent about the fact that it's, you know, so far away from home and do kids get homesick and how do the parents deal with the fact that their child is, you know, God knows how many miles across the ocean from them? Well, okay. I mean, one of the things that the school is definitely um, we're very focused on is what we call genuine care. Okay, mm-hmm. we everybody in the in the school, every every coach, everybody that you know, the principal, uh, myself, everybody in here has kids. We all have kids, and we all know what it's like to be away from your kids, and we all know what our kids need and want from us. Mm-hmm. And so we really make sure that the kids feel at home. 
and create uh, a positive environment of support for each other, as well as, you know, the people who are the administrators and the coaches, making sure that uh, they feel cared for. It's like an extended family. Yeah, it is. It is. And remember, it was like five kids to one uh, wisdom team. And then the, the hive, which are the rest of the wisdom teams, you know, of the same interest, are all part of the same family. And they go and meet other families and sometimes have a competition and stuff. And of course, you know, key factors in communication, public speaking, um, the ability to communicate and deliver ideas, um, mm -hmm. all of these things are coached. We, uh, we you know, comp uh, schools have drama. Our drama is not necessarily in doing a play. Our drama is in, you know, the ability to negotiate, the ability to communicate, the ability to get in front of a thousand kids or other or adults and make a presentation that will make them cry. Wow, that's very powerful. Do the do the do the parents have like uh, parent days or parent weekends where they can come visit their their kids throughout the year? Well, the 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 first intake is in September third. Okay. Okay. So this is a brand new school. Okay. The first intake is September third. Um, the uh, you know Barry Go, who is uh, you know the uh, founder of the school, and um, myself, who you know created the system for the school. Um, we are always we are th again. This is not just a business thing. This is not just a school. This is a legacy. I mean, we want to really support kids, and we're even giving scholarships uh, to uh, kids that may, may not be able to afford it, and. Um, uh, we're also encouraging a lot of uh, companies around the world to support some of the other kids as well. Hmm. So how would, uh, if, if someone listening to this right now uh, wants to enroll their kids, what's the first thing they need to do? How do they take that next step? Well, the first thing to do is go to kingsleyleadership.academy kingsleyleadership.academy and it's kingsley with an l-e-y okay perfect. and um there's a button there where you can where your 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 child should take the um the uh questionnaire so they they need to fill out the questionnaire the child and from the there child, not, can, the, not uh, a parent a child yeah, okay it's a, i'm just saying the child just for clarity the child is the one that takes that question and not the parent yeah, yeah, it's about yeah. it's about what the child thinks, and okay. um, it's you know how they answer the questions, and uh, there's there's nothing in there about their previous grades or if they're good or not. You know, I mean, um, you know, there's certain things that we also look for. I mean, they're how they answer certain questions will also determine if they're going to be bullies, and you know, that's something we just don't stand for. Mm -hmm. No bullying, and that's. You know, we, we if if the, anything like that ever happens, they, they get expelled and sent back. How do you detect a bully? That's interesting. How do you detect that just from a questionnaire? Yeah, well, if I tell you, you know, people can skew the test. Uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. All right. For those for those people that um, that have kids in schools and, and they're not they're not looking to send them away or, or anything. Is there any tips that you can leave them with? Uh, to to help their kids through the system, even though it's a broken system, what would you advise parents um, who have to deal with the system that that they have? 
Yeah, you know, one one thing that I would uh, suggest yeah. is um, is for the kids to have a YouTube channel and tell their story um, from you know their own perspective and how they're using or not using what they learn. They can be funny. They can uh, be serious. They can you know I mean they can sit in front of a phone and and just regurgitate what they feel about what they've learned and also what they've learned okay by doing that in itself you're reinforcing the uh you're you're reinforcing the knowledge that you have learned okay at the same time you're kind of you've, you've got no you've got the security basically that uh you can always edit your vi your video if you screw up <laughs> yeah and um, you have the potential to really, you know, make an impact. So you have a little bit more motivation to really remember the stuff that you've been learning so that you can put it into some format um, that uh, that the kids themselves would feel comfortable with and and feel that other people would appreciate and enjoy what they are contributing. So they in itself at least through that little thing that they're doing, if they do it once every week, um, they are contributing to a better society and they're contributing to other kids. And at the same time, they're developing their own uh, strength in the knowledge that they've learned at school. I love it. Arthur, I love the mission and I, I wish you tremendous success with it. Um, for those listening, if you want to find out more about the school it is uh, kingsleyschool.academy um, you can find the link also in the show notes uh, on the episode page which is going to be danielgeffen.com forward slash 136 that's danielgeffen.com forward slash 136 arthur thank you so much for um let me pick your brain today and uh, i'm looking forward to the day for my listeners, when I'll be picking You've your been brain. listening to the Can I Pick Your Brain podcast. Inspiration without perspiration is like a tiger without teeth. So, to put these ideas into action, head over to danielgeffen.com.